Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Dre from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hesse. And it has been a while, it has been a very, very, very long time, but that is why I do it so low. Yes, that is what the that is what the title is in reference to, which me and my partner in particular think it's hilarious. Before I get into that though, you might hear a, a strange, um, sort of like I'm in a prison cell in the background. That is my dog, Lister, who people listen to this regularly will know who that is. Um, literally um, destroying his bull to death because he's hungry. No, I do not starve him to death, and RSPCA, no letters. But no, indeed, um, that is what that random noise is. I'm not trying to break out of jail. Um, but yes, yeah, so, um, that is it Denny Lovato who does that song solo, but it is ridiculous. A ridiculous song, We, me and my partner laugh at it regularly, and it also sounds like, because he says, um, you know, so, turn me on, turn me on, uh, uh, can I get a whoop 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 when I'm broken hearted and then it, we're pretty certain it's it doesn't I mean it, uh, we had to check the lyrics online but it does sound to us quite literally like going quack 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 um, I, I don't know it's obviously trying to be rude words and stuff and trying to be clever but it is a really ridiculous song but it's played endlessly in the radio in the UK so anyone will know what I was talking about if you spend five minutes in a car um, yeah um, but apparently that's music for your kids um, in the 21st century. Um, but yeah, so what I wanted to do for this solo, but not only is it a reference to that song, but it is a solo edition of this show um, because I wanted to provide an update as to why it's been difficult to do some podcasting because an awful lot has happened to me over the past month or so, basically. Um, so I'm going to go in sort of chronological order. I'll not be a, not be a long one. Um, I was gonna originally going to do a podcast with Ricky because Mentally Sound... Another podcast that we do we has been going really, really well, because um, that's on radio every two weeks, so we have an ob- obligation to do that. And yeah, it's going really, that's going really, really well. Um, but unfortunately, he's having a bit of a hard time at the minute, so I wanted just to provide an update to kind of keep this podcast alive, because obviously we've done an, an awful lot of shows, and I want to try and continue to do that, um, with guests included. Um, but just finding the time to do stuff has been a constant struggle, and I'm about to explain why, with hopefully a few funny antidotes thrown in for thrown in for laughing and ha ha haing at um, Stephen being a bit of a dunce. Um, <laughs> to beating about yourself in third person is weird, um, but there we go. Um, so yeah, where to start really? Um, well, obviously, I want to say where I'm recording this podcast from. Um, the south of the river now, as as opposed to the north of the River Tyne here in the northeast of England, um, because I have moved. Um, I've I've left the area that I grew up with for a long, long time to move in with my partner, um, who I've mentioned a few times on this podcast because I have known her 
um, just under a year, and uh, we're having a baby, which does not remotely sound weird whatsoever, but um, we are very much happy, um, and, you know, we're not getting any younger folks, as they say, and, uh, yeah, it's been a, a, a blessing, and it... Um, all I will say, because I, I, I kind of do feel like about being private about it, is just basically, um, I have not felt weird about any situation I find myself in with the baby being due, which was the big reveal in the last podcast, um, which is due in November 17th, um, for those that are keeping track, because <laughs> I'm sure there's many that will be. Um, <laughs> that's obviously a joke. Um, I'm really not a big deal. Um, but yeah, so... I'm really, yeah, um, excited about that, and um, obviously nervous, and I'm not, like, sort of being ignorant about it, as well as when I'm moving in with my partner, because I've only ever really moved in with, a, you know, when I was a, a student, I moved in with three other people, um, two um, girls who were going out with each other in a lesbian relationship, and a friend of mine who I knew from school, and that was a complete disaster, and thought, I'm never going to live with anyone ever again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of them nerds. And yeah, it, um, it I found myself um, um, really enjoying this, and I'm now currently in, because um, I've moved into my partner's place, so she hadn't moved with me, I was moving into what sh- where she already was, and it's been a really nice transition, um, but boy was it hard work, um, seriously hard work, um, I don't know if anyone's tried to attempt to move house so bear in mind, just to provide the context, so the, the flat that I was in before this um, had all my stuff in that I'd moved from my parents' house when I moved out um, from my mom's um, about four years ago, and I it's really, really hard to sort of de- you know downscale all the, literally everything you've ever bought since you were about probably 18 years old, because, you know, you you do obviously get rid of stuff that's outdated for you, you know, when you were a kid and even maybe an early teenager, but you do try and you do keep stuff. And I realised I kept a lot of stuff, and majority of it was completely useless. Um, I'm apparently a big fan of holding on to boxes that, that you know, just boxes, just cardboard boxes. I I am what um, my partner's uh, dad refers to as a useless hoarder. There are there are sensible hoarders that make some sort of sense. Um, I am not one of those. I am a stupid hoarder. I am I'm apparently in love with cardboard. Um, but also just stuff that I should have thrown out a long time ago, which I'm sure anyone who's not mood very often is that you find that you just hang on help you hang on to stuff that you know i had i had letters from like ex-girlfriends that i was hanging on to in random drawers and um just a whole host of really dumb stuff and 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 get to, to show you that my cardboard um keeping was out of control i had my previous microwaves packaging um, that tells you all you need to know quite frankly <laughs> i mean that's just insanely dumb and i'm like even if I had that sort of attitude of, well, you never know, I might I might sell something on Amazon. I have not sold one thing on Amazon, one thing on eBay, and yet my brain goes, you might need that repackaging for a... Yeah, because apparently people want to see a microwave oven um, as the packaging for if I was sending them like a pair of shoes or something, I don't know, but um, it's very, very dumb. Um, and yeah, just it's it's it reinforces to you not being able to drive, which I've 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 talked about that many times on this show. Um, my sort of fear of driving um, really came into fruition now because I've had a bad back for a while, actually, for the last like four or five days because just endlessly lifting things. 
um, and just feeling so run down about the, the about doing that. I mean, I I've now it's now been two weeks since I've moved out, probably slightly less than that. Um, and so so between ten days and and two weeks, and I might actually be no, it actually might be two weeks now. Uh, yeah, I think it has been two weeks now, as of this recording. And and yeah, um, it it's just it was just insane the amount of work that I managed to do. And yes, I could have. Um, done things a lot, lot sooner because obviously I decided I was going to move in with my partner um, months before my tenancy had run out, and I was. But I legitimately, I'm not lying to to people listening when I say I literally did try and be on top of it. And you just don't realise, like I was saying, how much clutter and use, useless stuff. Because I had a lot of storage in my old flat as well, um, like up to four four cupboards worth of stuff that I had to sift through and go, like, you know, you do the whole process of, should I keep that? And then you realise how stupid your hoard personality is, because you go, oh, there's a random, like, leaf blower. Um, I, don't, I don't actually own a leaf blower, I was just thinking of a funny example. Um, I don't know, there's a, there's a brand, there's a Subutio table. Um, I've never played Subutio in 25 years, and I have a Subutio table, and like, you, you never know, there might be a rainy day, apologies, I'm highly unprofessional, not turning my phone off, um, but yeah, so, you just find that, like, so, you have to kind of force your brain, is the point, if you have a brain like mine, of making the, 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 the calls, and 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 painful decisions of removing of getting rid of stuff that you're just basically saving for literally a rainy day, and when that rainy day comes, you still don't need it, um. Hence, it's useless. So, so that was obviously tough. As again, doing that majority on my own, not having a car, and just essentially, um. Oh, because I should say at this point, when I first moved into that flat in the place that I grew up in, um, it was unfurnished. So moving into a furnished place already that my partner has meant I had to get rid of the majority of my stuff so again not having a car and not um you, and, and not having any help uh, in that sense um because I will say at this point because my partner being you know pregnant in in the last trimester um I was really reluctant to have her you know obviously she wouldn't be lifting things I would never never dream of her to do that um, and her car's not that big either, um, or, or always has some, a lot of stuff in, so it, it, obviously she helped me move a little bits of things in the car whenever like she picked me up or whatever it may be, but it was just insane the amount of amount of work that had to be done, um, and I'm pleased to say I managed to do it, um, literally breaking my back to do it, because um, I have incredibly bad lower back pain at the minute. Um, you know, it's very, very um, a, a, a back pain that hurts when your your wrists let you know. Which, um, if you Google that, you start worrying incessantly. It's like if your fingers or um, if you're getting um, uh, pins and needles and you're feeling it in your wrists, then uh, it's quite bad lower back pain. Um, I think it's a pulled muscle, though. In all seriousness, you know, I'm not. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm currently sitting here. I'm currently talking to you guys uh, while I'm lying down. It's the only position I currently have because it, it's not that bad. So you know, I'm obviously um, overegging it somewhat. But hey, I'm English. That's what we do. Um, so yeah, so uh, that was obviously a long, long process. And then it was an update about my mom. Particularly if you listen to the other podcast I do called Mentally Sound with Ricky, which is on Spice FM, which is a radio station here in Newcastle. Um, I talk about my mom, my mom's situation a lot because it's mental health appropriate, and she's mo- she was moving into a care home. Well, she was in a twenty-four hour care for a while, 
um, because you had a thing called delirium, which is related to having a urine infection. It's an uh, feel free to Google uh, if people are listening to this um, and interested in know what that is. Um, delirium is really really tough to deal with um, and more common than you think. Um, so she was in 24-hour care to help deal with that delirium because it can be very, very dangerous if particularly untreated. Um, fortunately, she got over that um, process and um, with the help of the, the team at the at the court she was staying in, um, I say our court is the name of the, the care place she was staying at, and um, then we finally got a phone call um, within the month, not even three weeks before I'm moving out, saying she might be moving soon. And again, because I'm essentially my mom's primary carer and responsibility in terms of, you know, I'm the closest here. I do have two other siblings, but they're me, sister is far away. My brother lives uh, further away than, within, than I do. Um, it, it makes it really, really hard. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm responsible with from her through her social worker to help her move. Um, so I'm essentially uh, so it's in a really funny basic uh, rundown of my situation that has been recently. I have been moving out of my place with a dog and all my stuff to a place south of the river, which is a pain to get to. Um, where my partner lives um, to move all my stuff in. I'm also we're also prepping my my uh, partner's flat to make sure that I have you know a cup um, a wardrobe a cupboard and a place to put my stuff and sort of declutter her place as well. We also have to get the spare room ready for the baby coming because that's an added uh, an added quite a big deal as you, uh, you might imagine. Um, you know that, that, that you know that's at the forefront of our minds as well. And I have to then help my elderly mom of 72 years who has Parkinson's move from one care care home to another one about 10 minutes away and and also arrange all the delivery stuff from our old house where my mom used to be because she's not living there anymore and move all her stuff to the new place and help her acclimatize and make sure our shopping's okay. Um, I'm amazed I've kept such a level head. So as you can imagine, because that level of stress is insane, um, why it's been so unbelievably difficult to even think about doing a podcast. I mean... Ricky, can t- if Ricky unfortunately wasn't well and was part of this podcast, he would be able to tell you about how much difficult it's even been for me to um, keep up with mentally sound. Um, you know, I've had to let down uh, Ricky a couple of times on a fair few different things. So, and just said, wait till I move in and I, um, you know, start gaining the will to live again, and then we'll we'll talk about, um, you know, doing certain things in that regard. So, yeah, that. Um, so that so to 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 clarify in terms of how my mom is doing, I'm really pleased to say she's better. And um, she's had to have a lot of reassurance because anyone who goes through a transition like she has, um, needs a lot of support from the people around her, and that's why you know anyone who listens to this or mentally sound knows that I'm a big advocate for mental health and how we perceive it because support is a key key characteristic and necessity for someone to recover from mental health and recover in a sense of being able to deal with it because again there's no cure for it necessarily there's just coping methods and my mom's need a lot of reassurance in that regard that we're not going to like abandon her and you know to encourage her to gain a bit of confidence back because when you end up in 24-hour care and then they they assess you in a sense of you're not at that stage yet you what happens to you is a thing called de-skilled 
Um, you certainly lose the ability of simple basic functions, um, you know, techniques and skills that you've learned for the basics of life. Um, you know, so and and losing that confidence because you know why wouldn't you um you know be okay with the idea of somebody like making your food, making your bed, doing all your washing and all that kind of thing? Your mom still gets some of that. But she's got to be encouraged to do, you know, you know, make herself a drink and 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 you know do all the basic stuff in that sense. So, and the reason, you know, some some people might be listening to this thinking that's far too open, but it's important because we're all going to end up in that situation at some point. You know, hopefully we'll be in a situation where we're not, we haven't got any illnesses or, or disorders, and and we are going to potentially go into a care home because care homes are, you know, really nice places. If uh, in some in some cases, so you want it to be the nicest environment possible for the last stage of your life, and that's obviously our goal. Being that our mom is incredibly important to us, and we love her, and all that sort of thing. So it's important that I think to mention what the process has been like and it it was for a long period of time incredibly um I, I was going to say the word damaging but I don't want to use that because that sounds like very very negative but it was very overwhelming and overbearing is a good word um in terms of my input in helping her because you know we were doing I was doing her medication every single day for a good six months before she got the help she needed it was only through a urine sample being checked that that uh, that I arranged uh, with her GP to find out that she had an infection which is why she was getting delirium Um, you know so that's why support to go back to the whole point of, of why what I'm talking about support and being there for somebody when they're losing the ability to help themselves um, is so key because I think another scenario would have happened if we hadn't have done that, and I think that's a, that's a, an example and lesson for anyone who feels like they take a backseat in mental health and just hope for the best. Um, I don't think that's good enough anymore. Um, and it's funny because we, we did an episode of Mentally Sound a couple of days ago on Friday, and one of the things I found fascinating is that we, we kind of had a general consensus and agreement. That um, that mental health has reached the point now where everyone kind of knows what it is, and if you said a certain disorder or whatever it may be, then you'll know. Um, you'll know that. Um, it's very funny. Like Ricky just um, text me now, as if he is almost as if he knew that I was recording. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's like an acknowledgement or an understanding, an acceptance of that mental health is a thing and it exists and it's a problem. But we're at this horrible situation now where with with through, uh, you know, sort of a, another level, another version of ignorance and that it's now like, well, what do we do about it? Which usually is, is, is a byproduct of talking about the awareness factor of, of saying this is what we need to do is involved in the awareness of understanding something. Um, but they're only willing to go as far as to say, you know, we ha- or we are as a society that oh, we there's this thing called mental health. That it it's also I think it's good though in the sense that we've reached a point where we now know it's a thing, so we can't just stop saying it's us versus them kind of thing. People have started to realise that mental health affects everyone, not just the person who has a more obvious depression or more obvious disorder that kind of thing. It's a thing, and we and we need to do something about it. And it's fascinating how many people I talk to now through the show, in particular, and even just in my regular life, about people who are, f- are so terrified of therapy, 
and so terrified of taking medication. Um, it's, and, it's, and it's ultimately because GPs in the UK in particular, who's um, you know general practitioners, for those that don't know, um, they are supposed to signpost the right place for people to go to and they don't have the information or skills or um, the power to address those issues in a mental capacity. It's either wait for a therapist on the NHS, which takes now t- up to 10 months, um, or take some pills, but you're not... The pills... Are a, are a, should be an extension for what you're doing, like, you know, whether it be, you know, increased exercise, changing your diet, um, talking about it more through professionals, then you take the tablets as a, as a, like, sort of linchpin to everything else. You don't just take the tablets by themselves and expect a radical change because you're still going through the process of beating yourself up, having no self-esteem, having no confidence. Pills don't change that. Um, pills may level you off and make you feel le- less of something, but they don't take away the actual symptoms you're experiencing. Um, that that's the key difference, um, you know, uh, and that's why like you can take someone out of a situation, but they'll still feel the symptoms of of, of something. And um, that so again, yeah, support is so so in so so imperative. And there's nothing more complimentary I can say that than in terms of my partner. Uh, my partner has been a saint during this. Um, in particular, when I've struggled with mental health, she's been very understanding, and she's not once said to me, which I hear people say far too many often in situations, you know, why, why do you feel like that? Why can't you just not be? Why don't you just snap out of it? Um, you know, I, I, I've had instances since I've moved in where I've just burst down crying, and for no other reason than my bipolar disorder is affecting me. Um, you know, obviously being stressed and that is a factor, but there's nothing really to talk about. You know, there's no coping technique. It's just my I, I need to go through this, and she was unbelievably supportive. Um, and she has been, you know, she's not treated me any differently and she's known right from the outset and that's the way it should be in a relationship is that the, 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 your partner knows everything. Um, so I'm incredibly happy um, about, you know, my, my my change in my life and from a personal point of view. Um, but then again, I, as I say, I just wanted to marvel at, like, the, the one thing I want to give myself a pat on the back for is I dare anyone to try and move without having uh, remotely one car available um, to move anything. I mean, the amount of the amount of bin bags I went through as well, like, you know, you just, uh, you just realize the amount of stuff you have, even stuff you want to keep. Um, you know, when you get a removal van, which is what I eventually did just to move my stuff from my old house to, to where I'm currently recording this this podcast just the insane amount of space that you take up in a removal van and the removal van was pretty darn big and then you realize like wow i do have a lot of stuff and then when you start having a partner you realize like i have a lot less stuff compared to what my partner has (laughs) especially if you're moving into their place it's suddenly like you know i i don't i don't need this type of makeup some may some may disagree um so yeah it's 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 decluttering is the is the right word really because um we we are we are definitely hoarders of as a society and obviously being the huge nerd that i am um i made the i made the rather heartbreaking decision to get rid of my a lot of my dvd collection yes i know i probably lost some, a huge amount of geek points just revealing that to you ladies and gentlemen but um it it, it it's time um i had i had so much i had probably over 200 dvds easily um and that's been windled down to a few handful of of, of, of classics and meaningful ones and um, that mean a great deal to me um uh yeah so 
Um, so yeah, so in a nutshell, moving out my mom uh, has been a, has been a huge burden on me that I'm that, that finally feels to have died down. Um, my mom's um, got a really fantastic team, a enablement team, which is exactly what it says on the tin. Um, to encourage her to get back into society, to try and you know develop some friendships in the place that she's in, um, to you know you know see our friends, invite our friends over, and you know it's it's a huge um, relief for us because you know there's a that that, that it's a, it's a lot to manage another person's life. Um, it's incredibly demanding, and obviously I have another life that I'm responsible for on from the 17th of November or whenever the baby comes. Um, we have a name. She's going to be a girl. Um, obviously, you're not going to say what the name is because it's a, it's a secret for everybody for when we reveal it. But um, yeah, um, certainly being here makes me happy. Um, I have to say as well because if you listen back to the podcast and me doing stuff on my own in my own place, you can I think you can see a fundamental difference in how I'm talking now to how I used to. And I think the thing is is that I'm a lot more con- like, and I <laughs> I'm actually going to say a word that I like borrowed from this podcast for a while, and that is content. I feel very um I feel very content um being in this place in this flat that's the flat that I'm now in the dogs are getting on uh, reasonably well which I'm very pleased to say because that was a worry for us and um, you can probably still hear my my gorgeous dog Lister in the background who's just really not sure what to do um because he keeps going out the, the back door because we have a nice uh, yard yard here and um, that he that he absolutely loves he's constantly wanting to go in it um, I think he's just wondering why I'm talking to um, a, a, a flurry metal thing. Um, you might not know what a microphone is, but um, but yeah, um, he seems happy here. Um, I, I, getting to know obviously my partner's dog, which I obviously knew beforehand. Um, and I think the advantage I have in terms of moving is that I'm not. We're not like sort of starting anew, uh, which is what I said earlier. We're not. It's not a case of. You know, oh God, we've got to find like you know, um, got, we've got to paint this thing. We've got to figure out what we're, what what she's keeping as well as what I'm keeping. And I mean, just basically, I've moved in and added a chair, and, <laughs> and um, that's it. I'm sure there'll be some guys listening to this going, yeah, I know what that feels like. You know, having one tenth of the items in my flat and being mine, and the rest is for your partner. But I don't want to be a stereotype. It, that is literally just the um. My partner would say this if she was here that I don't have a great deal of like really big stuff. I'm a really you know sort of small collector in that sense, and you know obviously I had all the DVDs that I got rid of, but I didn't. I don't generally didn't have a lot of stuff, and all the stuff that I had in my old place, like my terrible couch and whatnot. Oh yeah, and that's another thing I wanted to talk about. How annoying are charities in terms of donating stuff? Um, I had a really really nice wardrobe that had one of the doors I it was in pretty good nick and one of the doors hin- like the hinge uh, the hinges on the front door was slightly off center and they refused to take it saying that it was a broken cupboard then that annoyed me i also tried to donate my fridge because that's another problem that you know how um me and my partner watched last night the new Carl Pilkington show called Sick of It and he in the first episode tries to get rid of his sofa and it's the same problem because you, uh, your sofa has to have a fire label um which mine did but then they came up with another stupid reason that like the the pillows were ripped slightly and they wouldn't take it so um it says on the government to go to charities and they'll take they'll take them and 
you know, I, I just get a little bit annoyed because it's like second hand is second hand and, you know, there's constantly people saying when you put them on Gumtree that we'll take it as well. And Gumtree is another thing that, I mean, no disrespect to them, I like them as a website and it's not Gumtree's problem. It's the people who are on Gumtree who you put like, I put my gas cooker on, for example, and I'll even say because I've sold it now. But originally I had it on, on online for about one one thirty, I think it was. And I'd only had it for about a year, and it was worth probably it was worth easily over two times that. And you know, you get emails going, "Oh, nice cooker. How's what size is it at first? And I'm like, "Oh, fair enough. Didn't put the size on." So you tell them the size. Great. Will you take thirty quid for it? No. And then I at one point had a guy who just for every three days just increased the increased the amount by £10. And then once he got to £90, he gave up, realising, hmm, maybe this guy isn't replying to me because I'm an idiot. Um, but he obviously didn't think that. Um, he obviously thought, I'm, I'm doing him a favour. Um, I did manage to sell it for a reasonable, reasonably good amount of money. So, um, uh, so yeah, um, yeah, Gumtree is, is rather frustrating. Um, and yeah, and also the fact that if you don't, you know, buy um, for more people to see it, then it can be a bit of a pain to sell stuff as well. Because there's another thing that adding on the list of uh, moving things as well, selling stuff that you don't need as well is a full time job. It really it, to keep up with, you know, trying to get people to notice it and all that kind of thing. And um, and obviously, as you're doing that, there's a deadline creeping up on you because the tenancy is um, uh, is creeping up on you and. The other thing that I had to do, which um, I instantly regretted, and this might be the cause of my back pain, I'm not sure, but um, you also, I also made the really, really dumb mistake, and I guess I'm just saying this to, 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 to say funny stuff that you do in, in, in pressure situations, is I got rid of, um, so I, I sold my cooker fairly early, and then I got rid of my fridge with a company, and then suddenly, um, and then I got rid of my microwave as well, I just I gave my microwave away. And then I found myself going, oh, I, I I still was living in the flat for another couple of days, like getting it ready to hand the keys over to the tenants to the um, estate agents, and realised I had no way no way of cooking up any food whatsoever. So I just was like having takeaway food, and I had no cutlery or anything because that was all at my partner's as well. And I slept on the floor with my dog in his dog bed, and he had one ball. And uh, yeah, slept on the floor with no blankets or anything, no quilts because my bed had gone. Um, and yeah, that was that was not clever. And yeah, um, uh, the other thing that's just incredibly, incredibly off-putting is just how much effort you have to do to get your flat in order, and just how annoying estate agents can be. Um, because <laughs> I kind of was like when I. I ended up being, so basically the story is is that I actually missed my deadline because I had I had so much to do and I and I and the, on that actual day I was moving out I had to move my mom in and um, move my move my mom into the um into her new place so after I'd done that I then had to like I was still in the process of you know washing the the, the kitchen the kitchen floor yada 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the lady came for the inspection at around three o'clock, and I just wasn't finished. Um, it then proceeded to be like I, I was watching an episode of Changing Rooms and going, "Don't like that, don't like that, don't like that, don't like that." And I found myself kind of getting upset and offended because I went going, 
again, like I just started the podcast by saying, do you have any idea the amount of effort and praise I feel I deserve? I know I don't know this person, but I'm like, excuse me, I had a completely furnished place last time you saw it, whenever it was, a couple of weeks before that, and it's now completely empty, and I've done this virtually on my own. I wanted to be clapped. I I, I wanted wanted an applause for how much greatness I went through in order to be able to do all that. And I know they won't care about that, and maybe there'll be people listening to this and it's like, what does it matter? But to me, I think that's a hell of an achievement. Because if I said to somebody, work, you know, because obviously you, you decided you're not doing your tenancy a month before, obviously I, I knew I was moving out, but obviously I, the, the problem is you still are using the majority of your stuff before you're moving out. I was still living in that accommodation, so you can't move out your stuff till towards the end because you're going to still need your bed and your fridge and everything like i just said i left that as late as i possibly could and so and that's that's all the hard stuff you have to move so the fact that i got rid of all that my 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 wardrobe my bed my office desk my chairs and my dining table and my i dismantled all my tables i was no longer using and um you know disposing them all um it was another couches, the me recliner, that then and some stuff I took to my parents because I was never going to sell them in time. Moving is quite easily, and I think like I'm sure everyone will be in agreement. Moving is the single most stressful thing anyone could possibly do. It is so friggin' hard, and as I said, without a car. To want people to understand this, ladies and gentlemen, I had no car, nothing, nada. So a lot of a lot of um, hoisting up bags and trying to find uh, bins in the centre of the town that I lived in, um, trying to find like you know like a, a disposable skip which I managed to find uh, through the through the grace of God and I'm not even religious, um, yeah and uh, yeah no wonder my back's killing me quite frankly I'm 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 not surprised I would be I wouldn't be surprised if I have several fractures that I've just not just powered through. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, oh god! So I'm so pleased that that let that stress is over, and I can concentrate on my partner, on moving, and the whole point of this update to concentrate on mentally sound and doing geek apocalypse with guests again, getting back into the routine. Obviously, when my um partners um and my you know spend more time with my partner, which is excellent and really fun, and. And also when the baby's here, um, you know, obviously that's going to be a huge stress and added um, added pressure. Um, but I, but I got to say, as an expen- expecting father, um, that it doesn't even feel weird seeing that because I've always wanted to be a dad. Is that I, I'm super super excited, um, and I think I can do a good job. Um, we certainly feel prepared for it. We had friends coming around yesterday who was having a look at our place and all the work we've done. Because um, I got to say as well, just all the work we've been doing in the in the house. Um, and I huge credit to um, my partner Haley's family, um, because they helped with the spare room and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been an interesting transition. But you know, um, as as they say, when you turn thirty years of age, I mean, I'm nearly thirty one actually in next in a in a month and a half's time. But you really do sort of like um, the level of response. I kind of still want to be immature, I guess is what I'm saying, and, and t- be silly because I've definitely got a silly personality as I hope I've demonstrated during this solo podcast. But also, um, 
it, it's just the level of responsibility goes up as you get older, and I, and it's just basically um, facing that and not being scared and accepting that responsibility. And I and I'm not afraid of that at all. I look forward to that responsibility, and I think I can, um, you, you know, make a good kid, um, you know, um, be responsible and a good example, um, and I will try my hardest to do that with my partner's help. So. Um, so yeah, and all the stuff we've had to do in this flat in regards to, you know, I feel like I'm now doing like a, an audio version of a YouTube blog, which my partner watches all the time, which some of them are quite dull. Um, just the, um, you know, um, uh, we've been doing a lot of housework. Here, let me show you on this camera. Um, so yeah, but we've been doing a lot of work in the, you know, sort of declutter in the kitchen um a uh, huge thank you to her, to Haley's family for doing the baby room, getting the stuff from IKEA, and um, we, you know, sorting out the cots, the cot, and sort of because we wanted to be ahead of the game because we didn't want to be one of these people who, just, you know, not no, not there's anything wrong with this, but I just think it's less stressful is to just make sure that everything is done in preparation for the baby for you know the first few years of our life, as opposed to just doing one month at a time. Um, so we got all you know our bed, bed and everything ready, and then when whenever she wants to move into a cot when she is ready and um, it's all there ready to go um set up um that makes you feel a lot better about you know the 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 hell as everybody wants to tell you i mean that's the other thing one podcast that i really like that i recommend is um happy mum happy baby um it's um giovanni fletcher who's uh tom fletcher's wife who used to be in mcfly and my partner's a big fan of that uh, a big fan of of, of her and uh, of McFly, well, Tom Fletcher. I think he's called. Is he called? I'm pretty sure it's Tom. And I really like them. Really good couple. And and yeah, um, her podcast is really good. And I feel like I'm doing that right now because I'm constantly realizing now when you ever you're an expecting dad. You find yourself um, having people telling you, like, your life's going to change, you know, like you've had no thought. Oh, that I've been wondering what that bump is on my partner. I had no idea. Um, I thought she was just incredibly ill and we were being ignorant and neg- negligent as well. Yeah, we thought she was really ill, but we decided to do nothing about it. Um, it's, uh, we, we aren't, you know, we aren't, we aren't going on Jeremy Cal soon going, what were we thinking? Oh, there's not going to be DNA tests. I know it's definitely mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just strange the way people behave. And you know, a majority of the time as well, I find the people who say that to you are people who don't have children. And so you find yourself going, how would they know? <laughs> how would they know how difficult it is? Um, you know, that you were kids once. What? So that's another thing as well. I always find myself going, yeah, it might be difficult, but I wouldn't be here without my parents. And I know I like anyone who listens to this knows I don't you know don't get on with my dad. I, that's why I never never bring him up. I haven't spoken to him in a, in a good couple of years. And my mom is obviously very important to me. But I don't for a second. I, I, it doesn't mean because I'm internally grateful for the amount of effort that they've both put in financially. Uh, but you know financially in terms of my dad, I got to give him credit in that sense. And my mom's just like emotional emotional constant looking after us i'm immensely grateful but it shows it's possible and it shows that it, it doesn't necessarily have to wreck your life um in terms of just you know not being able to do things and all that kind of stuff it's got to be possible it's just making sure you know what you're doing um so yeah um but ask me that in a month and a half when i'm saying oh my god what have i done nope of course not. And I think this is fun because if Luna ever gets to listen to this when she's old enough, she'll know exactly how Daddy felt a month and a half before she came. 
So that's a really nice way of ending. So uh, yeah, so that pretty much is the update. Is that I'm going to try and uh, keep up with things. Um, I'm going to try and get more guests on this program. Um, I encourage people to check out Mentally Sound because that's going really, really well. We've had some unbelievably good guests, and that's a huge credit to Ricky um, for doing so. Um, yeah, onwards and upwards, really. I am super excited for the future. I feel very happy and content, um, as I, as I've mentioned. Um, I feel very much, um, you know, in love with my partner, which I know is sloppy to say, but it's true. Um, and yeah, and I'm I'm now south of the river, which you know some people I'm growing up with would probably be shouting trader right now. Um, it doesn't really work like that, uh, I don't think. Um, you know, why is there a um, red light coming on my head? Um, is that a gun? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So um, uh, the stress seems to be majority over, um, and I'm relieved. My mom seems to be in a much better place. She seems happy and in the right the right environment. You know, to live the la- you know the last years of our life. Well, that sounds that sounds a, a brutal assessment, but I'm just saying, you know, the, the last chapter of our life maybe is the best way, of, the better way of saying it. Um, and yeah, just all the hard work that went into that to to make my mum okay. Um, you know, and it, we're not we're not there yet, but you know, we've still got to be there for her. But and obviously, being there for my partner and my friends, who you know, a, a huge credit to my friends as well because I haven't seen my friends for quite some time. And the fact that they're still, you know, wanting to know me and it's nothing to do with them shows that it's a real friendship because, you know, it's not it's not through lack of effort. Um, and it, the same goes for this podcast. If people have been waiting for this episode, I'm so apologetic about that. Um, I appreciate your patience and giving me, an, uh, you know, giving the podcast another listen. Um, it does mean a lot to me, and it, it it I feel guilt I feel guilt about this podcast a lot because. It was something that I put. I've put so much effort in, and I don't want to ruin that. Um, it's just, it's just making sure that I can do it and still, um, you know, do take care of all my responsibilities as a dog owner, as a partner, as a, an expectant father, and um, a caring son, um, and a, a caring friend as well. Hopefully, and um, just trying to keep all that um, in 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 perspective, really. Um, so huge thank you to listen to this. I hope you enjoyed this update. And um, um, if you have any questions about any um, being an expectant dad, I'm more than willing to share my advice. Um, you know, it would be obviously be first time advice, so to take it with a pinch of salt, really. Um, but yeah, um, any questions about that or podcasting or anything like that? I know if you wish to be a guest, the usual the usual formats to get in contact with me. It's uh, Stephen with a V, Hesterwood, H E S L E W O D Media M E D I A at gmail dot com. Or you can the best way, the most best and probably most efficient way is follow, is um, message me on Twitter, which is at geek underscore apocalypse. Um, and you can find, um, yeah, you can contact me through that, which is probably the most easiest. Um, yeah, so, and obviously, do give us a follow on iTunes or any other podcast um, uh, podcast um, site you can find us on. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much covers it for me. Uh, me and Ricky will probably do um, a hosted episode of this soon, and I'm going to ask a few all favourites of the show to come back on to do another episode and try and get some new and upcoming guests um, to head towards the end of this year. But I've been Stephen Hesselwood slash Hesse. Oh, no, that's another thing I, I, I should mention before I end is I'm thinking of using my real name from now on. 
um, because my partner thinks I should. She's, you know, uh, our 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 um, daughter is gonna um, be a, a Hesselwood Davidson, so I'm tempted to use my real name from how on. I only used Hesse because it was the sort of abbreviated, smaller version of Hesselwood, which is my real name. So I might I might go by um, my my real name from now on. And um, hmm, big reveal. I wasn't planning on talking about that, but I suddenly realised I probably should. But I'm sure me and Ricky will talk about that in the um, in the episode to come. And as I said, hopefully I was thinking about asking Lawrence, who runs um, who runs uh, Wu Tang Games, about being on uh, being on the show again. He's a good friend of the show, um, and yeah, I'll try and get some new guests to come too because um, I, I miss doing this. Um, and as I say, mentally sound. Check out that as well on iTunes, which is a mental health show that's doing unbelievably well at the minute. Um, and as I say, that's that's a huge credit to Ricky for booking the guests and, and Spice FM for letting us have a spot on Fridays 12 to 2 p.m. every um, Friday, uh, second Friday and last Friday of the month and, and obviously it's released as a podcast which I'm working on putting some podcasts of that out very, very soon. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I'll end the podcast like I always end in the words of the great Boom movie, Robot, Cross, Robot Jocks Crash and Burn and we'll see you very soon for another edition of the Geek Podcast. Thanks so much guys. Bye. Have a nice rest of the weekend.